Okay, they're not there now. We'll hopefully get to them maybe at, at 9 o'clock. Tim Zankel, however, is with me from uh, well, Radio Days Africa. Once a 5 FM, of course, uh, but, but now in a very, very interesting space. So, Tim, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Uh, great to be here. Yeah, so let's just... Quick recap, Joburg Radio Days, Radio Days Africa, same thing, in effect. It's the same thing, it changed its name last year, and it, it better rep- represents what the conference is all about, which is bringing radio people from Africa together to talk about the challenges, the innovations, and the great work that we do on the continent in the radio space. Okay, so, uh, so there's, a, I mean, there's a shift that in terms of mindset, whereas in the past one would think Joburg Radio Days, maybe some radio around Joburg, and, and Joburg people having a bit of fun. This is, in fact, based in Joburg at Wits University, I know that much, but certainly representative radio issues for the entire African continent. And that's important. Definitely. I think the shift last year was to incorporate more of what's going on in the continent, to have guests from around the continent and people who can uh, help and and really have input into the continent. Where previously Joburg Days Africa or Joburg Radio Days Mm. was a South African um, offering of of the product. And that's an important shift. Why did that shift occur? I like it, but why? I think under the guidance of Prof. Franz Kruger at the Witz Radio Academy, uh, the need to share education as well as uh, thinking within the radio space across the continent was important. And I think there's some really good stuff going on in the African continent, which is pertinent to South Africans and the rest of us. Uh, and the, the, other, the thing we shouldn't forget is that we also get guests who come from Europe and the States and Canada who also come and see what's going on in the African continent uh, and listen to what our guests have got to say because there is innovation coming off the continent right. and hence the fact that Joe Joburg Days became Radio Days Africa. Okay, well, that's fantastic. Let's talk about dates firstly, because I think, you know, as we're talking, there are people at different levels of interest in radio uh, possibly wanting to attend or at least find out more about it. So give me the days. 29th of June to the 1st of July. It's two and a half days. It takes place at Wits University on the West Campus at uh, the Wits Club. Uh, more information, radiodaysafrica.co.za. And, of course, if there are people in the radio space who come from poorer communities or community radio stations who think they can't possibly afford to come for all three days, they can get hold of us. Uh, as part of the work that the Vits Radio Academy does, uh, there's space for community radio stations to attend on a sponsored basis. Okay. Otherwise, what's the normal registration fee? Registration three three 3,850. We've got 60 people speaking this year, so I think at... What's that? Just over a thousand rand a day? I think you're doing okay. But, but, but importantly, what you're saying is access for those who don't have the funds. You guys will make a plan. Yes. Okay, that's very good. Let's talk, talk about the content then. Who's amongst these 60 speakers? Why, um, why should somebody pitch? Wow, I think there's a really great spectrum of, of people coming this year. Uh, from the international side, we've got people like Helen Bowden, who's the director of BBC Radio. We've got uh, Tom Webster from Edson Research in the U.S. coming. Uh, Eric Eisen from SoCast Media, which specializes in digital radio media from Canada. Then we've got some people from RNW. Uh, Janet Anderson's coming to speak about radio in Burundi and the work that they're doing there. And then from the African continent, from the Central African Republic, Father uh, John Ignatius Manganu's coming to speak about the work that radio stations are doing in the CAR, A, to join and unite communities uh, and to overcome the strife that they have uh, in their space. And then from a South African perspective, some really nice guests. Uh, Leslie Teloko, who's head of SABC Radio, will be joining us. Uh, we've got Terence April from RSG and then a host of people from the community as well as the commercial spectrum talking about anything from raising revenues to growing audiences. Um, <coughs> And a variety of other things in between. Which, which gets me asking then who should actually attend. Is it the radio listener, the radio fan, 
or is it somebody in the business of radio? Well, I think for the radio fan, if you're someone who loves the business of radio and you're interested in trying to find out how you can become a radio person, this is a great opportunity to come and A, interface with radio professionals and individuals and and get more information about how the business is put together. And then for people operating within the industry, uh, whether it be an executive or a presenter or a producer, there's different sessions on different days which may attract you to the program. So the first day is very much orientated at the commercial spectrum and guys operating at a commercial level, i.e. trying to make money off the medium. The second day, focusing on the community and the public space and the good work that's been done there. And then the third day is kind of new spaces, a lot of podcasting, technology behind podcasting, uh, revenues behind podcasting. So there's really different offerings on different days. For three days, you could obviously get a wide spectrum. Uh, But if you thought to yourself, Mm. well, I'm playing in the commercial space, I'm a presenter, and I'd like to uh, try and get as much information as I can, then I'd say, well, why don't you join one of our masterclasses on the Thursday? Uh, if you're an executive and you'd like to do some uh, shoulder rubbing, meeting and greeting, I think the Wednesday is probably a great opportunity because there'll be some some people in that space. And then obviously a lot of the international guests are also nice to make contact and networking with uh, in an international space. I mean, globally, the radio business is becoming much tighter and much smaller, and it's a great opportunity to make those connections okay. so that you've got partners. So, by, by the way, just check out the, the hashtag is Radio. Well, Radio Days Africa is the Twitter handle. The hashtag is R, just RDA, right? RDA16. 16. 16, sorry, RDA16. Now, if you wish to call in even now, quick, short, sharp calls, always welcome. 0891-104207. As we talk about perhaps the state of radio generally in, in, in South Africa, you as a, as a consumer, I, th- I think uh, Tim Zunkel would love to know about what you think about radio generally. So if you have any thoughts on that, not just one radio station, but across the board, or practitioners or you know presenters, Either way, love to get your thoughts on it. Otherwise, you can even just tweet to uh, just using that hashtag media show. So, so what about it then? What are your thoughts about the state of radio in our country? I think we're and in. I'm in, saying South Africa first, okay? Sure. Yeah. I think we're in an interesting space. Uh, you'll know that I come from a commercial radio background. I've worked in public radio at the SABC as as a presenter and, and a producer, and I've worked in management in a commercial level and then at the public broadcaster. And I think in a radio space, we're in a, a very interesting position in the country because. Uh, a lot of the commercial guys are asking themselves, can we squeeze more money out of this business? Mm. And we see public radio doing such great work and growing huge amounts of audiences. I think the new research that is coming out uh, at, uh, in August with the Broadcast uh, Research Council is going to be interesting for, for public radio. I, I suspect we're going to see those audiences growing quite, quite massively and potentially seeing commercial stations shrink a little bit just because of the way that the data is going to be changing. Um, and I think community radio is doing such fantastic work, really be getting to the heart of issues within communities where some of the bigger guys have failed in that space. And I think maybe you see some of the commercial guys trying to recapture the heart and, of and, what they do. And can they do that? I mean, if, so community radio has got its strengths, obvious strengths, because they, they own communities. Their weakness is they have a smaller footprint, right? Uh, commercial, by and large, generally larger footprint, but they can never completely own a community. Or, or do they? I mean, from your experiences in, in the commercial space in the past, were you able to sort of uh, uh, buy that sort of loyalty from, from a listener, no matter where they may be in the country? I think it's an interesting point that you make. I do think that commercial guys can own a community or have a sense of community, but you're never going to be able to drill into those issues as much as a guy who's 300 meters down the road 
who's speaking my language and whose children are going to the schools that my children are going to. The commercial guys don't have those opportunities. But what they can do is they can help rally communities and they can give a sense of community, but they can't operate in those communities as effectively. Mm-hmm. All right, so... And do you see any changes in, in South Africa? Last year, I know Gareth Cliff spoke at, uh, and I could not attend, unfortunately, uh, but, but spoke about you know, the launch of Cliff Central. And as we know, a very much drive towards it online. I mean, the studio is a studio, just like this one, yeah. But the actual uh, space that they distribute the signal is online, and they rely heavily on podcasting, as per Gareth at least told me that directly. Uh, is that where we're going to go to now? That means... It's not enough in terms of what happens on air. There's the podcasting. There's different ways to listen to radio. I think having a look at some of the stuff I've seen internationally and the conferences I've attended, I was in Paris earlier for Radio Days Europe. In the American space, for instance, 50% of their audiences are consuming podcasts and FM radio on a weekly basis. In this country, I think bandwidth is still an issue for us. It's expensive for people to enjoy as much as they'd want to. At, at the drop of a hat So I do think it's definitely a direction in which we're going And the other thing which we must remember about podcasting Is that it's not necessarily What happened on the radio Podcasts could be specifically built niche programs Which if an, I'm in for An extension, yeah a, An extension of, of a program Or a program that doesn't enjoy any FM at all Because no one thought someone would be interested So, you know I'm into motor mechanics and there's a program that caters for me. That's wonderful. Maybe they get a sponsor around that and that's how it happens. So I do think that's a space that's growing. I don't think we have thought about it enough as radio practitioners in this country. A lot of the stuff we do from a podcasting space is what happened on air, let's make it a podcast. Where the thinking I think overseas is let's create content for people who are interested in that content. Which is, which is small enough maybe for us not to actually put it on air live Exactly. And I think this thing that you talk about, the extension of of content, I don't think we do a fantastic job, for instance, in having guests in and beforehand, prepping them, A, for the FM interview, but B, for a potential vodcast or a podcast where during the radio interview we could expand and say, if you enjoyed this guest, go and see what they have to say about the next three topics, which are potentially things that you're not allowed to talk about on radio, which are maybe a little bit edgy, mm. or gives you an opportunity to drive your web traffic, because a lot of traditional okay, well, broadcasts... But it sounds exciting. I mean, I, I certainly enjoy playing in different spaces, but I, I'm just thinking for someone else listening on, on a sort of straight and narrow programming way that they manage it, it's just like so complicated. Don't, don't tell us all this. Sort of, I enjoy it. I, I completely agree with you. But, but <laughs> is that happening? And you see that happening in big enough numbers across the board? Probably not. And I think that's why we're battling in that space. So I think the answer to the question is no. Mm. And, and with podcast advertising, is, is that going to keep pace with, if there's a greater move towards podcasting, whether it's repeats of on air or you know, self-created stuff, will advertising follow suit? Is it following suit? I think the question of the advertising is more how do we sell it and how do we put the programs together? So you know, traditionally radio stations would create a program and then try and sell the program to an advertiser. I think what advertisers are trying to do is saying, does this content resonate with people that we would like to consume our product? So if we could get people who are product consumers interested in the podcast or vice versa, you'd find that the advertisers would then go to the podcast. And what you may find is you may then find uh, content which uses some of the advertisers' nuances and niche points coming through. So I think the concept of traditional advertising in a podcast may disappear and you may find a lot of that stuff woven into the content 
of what we're doing. Okay, in terms of television, normally it's been content placement. I think you may just get that as well, right? What, what about so outside of South Africa then? Uh, since we are talking Radio Days Africa, what are your thoughts about, you know, media, in this case radio on the African continent north of South Africa? I think it's a you know, very exp- uh, explosive space. I'm, I currently do some work in Namibia, and I mean, in Vintuk alone, there's a massive radio industry with, with really good uptake. So it's interesting to see Botswana. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uptake and uh, a lot of activity there. Uh, Zambia, Zaire. And if we have a look at some of the people coming uh, to the conference, I mean, in traditional places like uh, Sierra Leone, Burundi, um, where there have been troubles and strife, and you see the way that A, radio reacts to help those communities with a flow of information, and then B, helps build the democracy. I think radio is in a really good space, and I think in an African perspective, we've got a lot of stories to tell. And I think it's radio's job to make sure, A, the stories get told, and B, we try and put them in places that the world can hear them as well. Mm. And I think then having European partners and guys from the States who can bring some of the experience of what they have to help us, A, tell those stories and make sure we've got the right technology to empower us um, is really nice. A great example is uh, someone who's coming to Radio Days Africa, uh, Zoe Cohn from Eco Mobile Net in mm. Kenya. They do a, a, a product for radio stations where people can't afford to phone in. So it's almost like a please call me situation. Mm, mm, mm. But what happens is you send a keyword to an SMS and your phone actually rings and you answer it and they give you an opportunity to leave a voice note and that's absolutely free and they play okay and they play that back so I think I mean I think that's an amazing innovation um, and it really gives a voice to people who can't afford to phone in maybe we should try it and do that very very quickly just when it comes to media and talking of newspapers you know the common discussion right now is print is is shedding readers and we know that and therefore they need to create that online space uh a long time ago you know tv was going to kill the radio star we know that is it fair to say that because of the onset of social media radio in fact instead of dying actually is growing because it just lends itself better to what social media can do i think that speaks to the overall theme of the conference this year which is radio won't fall and You've mentioned it. it. Radio's been under continual pressure. The vinyl was going to kill us. The cassette was going to kill us. Tapes were going to kill us. MP3s were going to kill us. Podcasts. And it's a tenacious business. And it just seems to have traction with any kind of uh, position that gets thrown at it. So um, I think the nice thing with radio is, A, it gives you that, uh, that opportunity to consume it where you don't have to be actively involved, i.e. when you look at your iPad, you can't. You can't read something without physically reading it, whereas radio you can still consume in the background. And I think radio complements a lot of the other media that we have. So it complements social media. Radio can even complement things that you're reading on your iPad. Uh, And I think that's the strength of what it's doing. And I think then the other ability of radio is to be there as it happens. And I think more and more so, if we have a look at newsrooms and the way that presenters are reacting, it really requires them to start changing their mindset into trying getting people on the radio as soon as possible and worry less about the quality but try and get the immediacy back where, where we've always become overproduced to a point of, of boredom. Yeah, and, and that point, so, so hashtag radio won't fall, right? Now, it's an interesting one because you're not saying hashtag radio must not fall, uh, which is almost a plea, a, a call to action <laughs> saying we must not fall, right? This is a, a defiant radio won't fall. So what comes through is, is a confident defiance. We're here to well, stay. Mm. And if you, look at, if you look at the stuff that's happening across the world and the, and the continent, you see that as spaces change physically and in the social media space and in the technology space, 
radio adapts. We find different ways to help the listener get the information that they need and to entertain them. And I think that's the point. Radio just won't fall. It doesn't matter what gets thrown at us. And at next year's conference, the agenda may be completely different. Uh, There may be a new social media thing that's taken over. There may be a, a new way of consuming but radio will be there in parallel yeah. and so, it will so, say, this very, is the heart Sounds very exciting. Okay, Teboka will take pictures if he hasn't done so already as part of the amplification of you being here anyway. But I'm going to then indulge on in you to uh, maybe tweet five or six key points emerging from your discussion with me right now with all the relevant hashtags so we can then pass it on to uh, yeah, listeners. That's a new way of listening. I mean, that's, we do it. Multiple platforms. Uh, Tim, just quick one. Website, if I can direct people to. www.radiodaysafrica.co.za uh, You can tweet us, you'll find us if you Google us um, and the 29th of June at the Vitz Club in Bromfontein. If you can't afford to pay get hold of us, let's make a plan we'd like to share the information. We need, we need you there. That's, I'd love to go. Let me see if I can get some time uh, out of this, this crazy life that we all lead. Anyway, Tim Zunkel, thanks for your time from uh, Radio Days Africa, the conference director. My suggestion to having attended in the past, uh, really, if you have any interest in the media, in the radio space or the media space, you absolutely have to go. We'll certainly reflect on, on some of the delegates and what they say at that time. Uh, and so we'll certainly cover it on the media show towards the end of, uh, of June. And you've got that. Uh, there we are. Radio Days Africa's Conference Director Tim Zankel.